You're listening to Forgiveness by Sean P. Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. I want to talk about just that, forgiveness. This is a touchy subject for a lot of people. It's, it's a lot of people believe they know who deserves to be forgiven and who doesn't. Um, there's not much of an argument in the spiritual world because God already wrote the law on our hearts and Jesus reiterated it. In Luke 17, 3-4, Jesus says, quote, If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. And if he trespass against thee seven times a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Unquote. So basically what, what Christ is saying, if that's not clear, is that no matter how many times somebody screws up, you forgive. And, and that's a hard one. Everybody wants to draw a line in there. Everybody wants to say, well, yeah, sure, uh, but not for everything. Matthew 13, 24 through 30, Jesus gives this parable. Um, I'll start with a quote. The kingdom of heaven is like a man who sowed good seed in his field. But while the men slept, his enemy came and sowed tares among the wheat and went his way, unquote. And basically what that means is that Okay, so this guy that owns this field, he plants good wheat seeds, and he does a great job, but in the middle of the night, along comes this enemy and, you know, throws down these other seeds that are these this plant called tares that kind of looks like wheat. As far as I know, it, it's something like wheat, but it's useless. And so it, it, it threatens to ruin the whole crop. And so these servants come along and they tell this guy, this owner, they're like, you know, hey, didn't you plant good seed? And the guy's like, well, yeah, I did. And he's like, well, then how does it have these tares? The guy says, an enemy has done this. So the servants ask him, do you, you want us to go and, you know, just gather it all up? And he says, no. What you'll do is if you gather it all up, you'll gather up the wheat with it and everything will be ruined. So he says, let, let both of them grow together until the harvest and at the, tar at the time of harvest, then he'll say to the reapers, first gather together the tares and put them in bundles and burn them. And gather the wheat, pull that into the barn, we'll use that as we would use the wheat. So one of my theories on Christ's birth, that is, you know, the, when he entered the, the world for the first time a couple thousand years ago, is that he was sent to set up the crop as so as as many of the wheat plants being us could be led to salvation but for whatever exact reasons god had to send his son here jesus was sent as god's foremost teacher so when god's son says forgive he's speaking on god's behalf and that means Whatever you and I think about forgiveness and, and, and whatever struggles we have over it, it's, it's simply the right thing to do unless you disagree with God, which I don't recommend making a life practice out of. But still, we live in this real world, and forgiveness is not as simple as, uh, okay, it's the right thing to do, so if you did something horrible to me, ow, what the heck? Come here and give me a big bear hug. Wait. Social distancing. Get on the video chat and give the computer a big bear hug. And <laughs> I mean, how easy is that, really? I mean, ask anyone, anyone. In, in reality, 
forgiveness is sometimes easy. You know, you, you forget to replace the toilet paper. Okay, no problem for some of us. But forgiveness for serious offenses, that can be downright excruciating. So I think it's important to look at some different aspects of it. Like the reasons we forgive. The benefits, the, 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 personable, the, the personal and the communal benefits of forgiveness. It's, it's not forgiving people and having anger and vengeance toward them. It's, it's always the same. And, and I've done it both ways, of course. The not forgiving people and the forgiving people. And I can tell you that when you don't forgive people, it's just, it's, there's, there's this, it's like a poison. It just, it just courses through you and it just permeates everything on the way. And it, it's basically, it's, just, it's almost like letting evil run through you, especially if you're vengeful, especially if you're going to go out and harm somebody for the purpose of not forgiving them. It's, it's, you, you simply cannot do dark things and let that stuff run through you without it being deposited into different parts of you. It's like running a, a, a water through a paper tube and expecting that the tube won't get any of the water in it or, or on the sidewalls of it. It, it, won't, like it, won't, it won't be affected by the water. When it comes to overriding the emotion, the, the anger, it's, it's, it's a totally different story. It's, it's, the logic doesn't easily become part of the process. Because it's, it's really easy to say, well, I gotta forgive because God wants me to because that's just how the machine works. And that's the truth. But when we think about all the wrong doings that are done to us or the severity of them, it's easy to forget that logic. So it's important to look at why it's easy to forget that logic. Because if we can understand how the world has programmed us to not forgive then we can break some pretty heavy chains that, that keep us locked up with things like vengeance and hate and anger and things that just eat us all up from the inside out. We really don't have to look far to find out where the influences are. Many of our TV shows and movies are, are full of so-called heroes who go out and take vengeance on anyone who's not fit for society. Um, Almost all prisons, if not all prisons, are, are now owned, sponsored, or somehow run by big business, basically corporations. Um, there are a lot of reasons for that. I won't get into them right now, but it's highly beneficial. Um, one, you know, one thing, for example, is, is getting people to do hard labor and paying them next to nothing or nothing. But back in the day, uh, the olden, the olden days... When people spoke like this, I, I don't know. Probably not everybody had a British accent. Oh, I'm so worldly tonight. Um, prisons were, they were originally invented uh, with, with, with skylights in every room. And because they were meant for reform and they were trying to give prisoners a way to look up at the sky and focus on God and repentance. There was actual education and, and real reform. And now all of that is almost non-existent. Every hate group that exists is, is populated with people who believe in destroying other people they don't agree with. And, and, and more and more stories are surfacing where ex-criminals and people who don't fit even in your average innocent-looking neighborhoods are 
these, these neighborhoods are banding together and pushing residents out who they don't approve of. In schools, children are being harassed and, and beaten for things like wearing hats that show the name of a government leader. The list just goes on and on and on. And every single one of those people, every person in every one of those groups of people that I just mentioned, and, and even others that I didn't, Every last one of them is convinced that their brand of unforgiveness is right. And every single one of them brags about it. The, the so-called justice that they're dealing out. As if God never spoke up about the issue. As if Jesus Christ never said, forgive. Now, I, I understand that these days... There are people that you forgive, they're just going to keep doing and doing and doing and doing, and they're not going to want to repent. They're not going to want to be sorry. They're not going to want to stop their bad behavior. I understand that. That is a, its own sermon. It's a product of the way society is being run, and it does have some things to do with not being forgiving. Um, people do sort of, people, no, they don't just sort of. They, people rebel a lot. I've seen it, and I've been there myself and and what happens is you get into this mindset where it's like, you know what? If people are going to label me as a scumbag anyway, and they're going to throw me away anyway, why should I even worry about behaving better? So there's always a reason that the, the, the not forgiving people contributes to things getting worse. And so here we are. As a society, we've whipped ourselves into this machine that does its best to throw away people who've visibly made mistakes. Now, keep in mind I said visibly because there are a lot of people, even people that claim to be perfect, who don't, their, their mistakes are not as visible. And then these groups, they advertise their brand of destruction and so-called justice in whatever way they have the resources to do it. If they can put it on a billboard, they put it on a billboard. If, if they can make a movie, they make a movie. Unforgiveness becomes glamorous. And the law that God wrote on our hearts gets forgotten. In other words, peer pressure works. Especially when it's pushed through media channels that feel big. And by the way, it's the same kind of peer pressure we work against when we put bumper stickers on police cars that say things like, just say no to drugs. Just, just think about that for a second. There's a little bit of irony in there. Now, there's another part to this, and then that's forgiving ourselves. And this is something I struggled with in my own life. It's such a necessary part of God's system and often such a hard thing to overcome that, that I'm going to make a whole other podcast just for forgiveness of self. Um, but for now, I'll just say that we, we all have the right to be forgiven. We all have the right to forgive ourselves in, in spite of what the world is advertising. And if you don't agree with me about any of this stuff, don't argue with me. Argue it with the guy who, who gave his life on a cross a couple thousand years ago. Which, by the way, there's a recent podcast for called This Guy Named Jesus. So, but, but now we're left with a choice. Do we listen to God or do we listen to the world? You can't do both. So basically, you can boil forgiveness down to a few steps. You, you have to make a decision about cleaning up the, the ill feelings in your own life. 
and the the this things that run through you and permeate you. And for many of us who aren't so familiar with letting things go, as I still sometimes struggle with it, there's there's a blank spot when you don't know if it's really going to benefit you and others to forgive, and and that leads to another step, and that's called a leap of faith. And leaps of faith, by the way, are a regular part of Christianity. And I think that's a wonderful thing because the more I take them, the more my heavenly father catches me. And the more he catches me, the more I trust. And trusting the smartest, biggest, most genius, loving being that ever existed, it it just feels good. Those steps are not easy especially when the temptation to show the world you can be as tough as it can be is is just about everywhere we turn. But this is part of how we get to God, letting go of the world and jumping into his system, God's system, taking those leaps of faith and being rewarded with his closeness as it builds. Because if you haven't noticed, especially lately, the ways the world is handling itself are not working. And the more I leave those ways and join God's system, the more I see how an efficient, communal, truly beneficial, and even, even eternal system really works. I get it now. If if I want to live in a better way while I'm in my body or live in God's world when I leave this body, I have to forgive even when I thought I couldn't because I can't even imagine a heaven where people do things like staring each other down or harassing each other or destroying each other. And I know God can't either. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Forgiveness by Sean P. Keenan, found at gettingtogod.com. Find more podcasts, articles, videos, and much more information on the search of the soul at gettingtogod.com.